And we are back with another episode on the podcast Evoke Rant Sessions. This is Abir Al-Amin and it has been a while. Three weeks to be exact. But as the podcast evolves, things in my life change too and vice versa. So I've decided to change it from a weekly podcast into a bi-weekly one starting with this episode. We have four episodes left within the community chapter. And we've covered three of seven sins. Pride, greed, and most recently, lust in the episode, The Quick Fix. It was all about a modern-day understanding of lust. Lust is about addictions and instant gratification. It's wanting that dopamine hit, the need to give our bodies what they crave. We also know that all instant gratification tools are based in familiar temptations and fake desires that the brain habitually uses to drive us into fulfilling our dopamine crave. Based on what it knows, we'll release dopamine from your past experiences. We need to release dopamine in our lives. We need to feel accomplished and fulfilled. But the methods by which we obtain our fulfillment are questionable to say the least, and they're all based in instant gratification. When lust and greed have both climbed to rates that are so high and are ingrained into every corner of our existence like they are today, it gives rise to another one of the seven sins that's kind of like greed and lust amalgamated and on steroids. While you can satiate lust with that instant gratification hit, gluttony is being saturated but without satisfaction. Gluttony is the opposite of contentment. It's the mentality and mindset of extreme lack. The mindset of, yes, I have it now, but what if I don't have it in the future? What if I can't ever have it again? That never enough, never satisfied, possessive, but never content, never satiated feeling, that's gluttony. And some of us mistake it for ambition. Constant need and nothing fulfills it. Even when what we crave is right here with us, we keep digging, we keep looking for what's next. Is it ever enough? Let's take a look at how an individual lives today in a city. I actually sat with friends of mine and we compiled a list of where we see gluttony manifesting in our lives and how it's really a part of our daily lifestyles in such a way that we don't even realize we're practicing it. We burn through plastic and paper with disdain. Really, like we have something against them. One trip to any supermarket or one takeout or delivery order and you've already contributed to the pollution so much you can't even keep count of your own output. Living in a city, you will produce pollution at every step in every corner whether you like it or not. The second you start your car or take a cab, you're contributing to the pollution. How much water do you use when you shower? Do you keep the water running when you brush your teeth or while doing the dishes? Do you run your washing machine on full loads or half loads? Quarter load maybe? Need something ready fast because I'm going somewhere? How much water do we consume when we can't even maintain an intake of two liters a day to keep our bodies healthy? How much electricity do you consume? Do you even look at your bill and try to understand your consumption before you pay it? So many habits, 
that we practice absent-mindedly. Like cooking so much food and then ending up throwing some of it because you've cooked too much. You end up wasting it and we call it, I'm blessed. Stocking up on stuff for the fear of running out. You know, always making sure you have extra because you don't know what the future holds. That is just a lack of trust in the future and in God. A lack of trust in yourself to handle it if and when it does come your way. Savings work the same way. You need to save for a dark day. What does that even mean? Why are you manifesting a dark day to begin with? Where's the trust? Where's the faith that you will have a solution if and when it comes to it? But if you believe that you don't have the solution, then you won't. Be aware of the way you're directing your reality with your beliefs and thoughts. Binging on food when you're not hungry. Munching as a pastime activity. Buffets. All these are big examples of gluttony in practice. And they are everywhere. This is called waste. And waste is the outcome of gluttony. Nothing is ever enough, so we overconsume. We're taking the planet for granted. But all of this is on the material side where we can see waste of actual materials in ridiculous quantities. Don't even get me started. In our lives today, we walk around with mottos like FOMO, the fear of missing out because I can never have enough of whatever it is I'm afraid to miss out on. YOLO, you only live once, better make the best of it. But what is being sold to us as the best of it? What is the best way to live this life if you only lived it once? Would you choose to live it unsatisfied, always looking, always hungry for more, searching for more, never satiated? Is that what life is about? Wasting time, wasting away on a couch, wasting opportunities, dreams, ideas, wasting mental power through overthinking, wasting life. That's the biggest, most detrimental waste going on. Binge-watching TV, like one series after the other, after the other. What is the goal? To pass time? Trust me, we have things to do with our time. We're not really running out of time. We're just wasting it. Screen time binging on your phone. You know that excessive scrolling where you're flipping through and you're not really aware of what you're flipping through? You're just waiting for something to capture your attention? You're saturated, but not satisfied. That is gluttony. Piling up knowledge, you know, because maybe if I know more, I'll be valued more. I'll be enough. Another certificate, another course, another training, another class, another prefix before my name. This is all gluttony rolled in pride. Knowledge is not outside of you. It's within you, and it comes through you while you experience true life. I was like that and I piled one certificate after the other just wanting to feel more valuable, to prove myself, to know myself more, and realizing that the more I looked for myself outside of me, the more I lost myself. Until I accepted that finding myself isn't through looking for it, 
It comes with the discipline of letting go of who I'm not. Letting go of my trauma story that tells me I'm not enough. Of my false identity. Of who I think I am. In our deepest mental, emotional thoughts and beliefs, I want to touch upon how gluttony manifests in our relationships. Because each one of the seven sins does one way or the other. The way gluttony shows up in our relational dynamics is when nothing and no one is ever enough as they are, ourselves included. As parents, when we have expectations of our children, we box them with a checklist that says, if the child checks these points, then I'm proud of them as my own child, and hence, proud of myself as a parent. But we forget that it takes two to tango. And so, as children, we learn that. And we also have a checklist for mom and dad, and what mom and dad should be. And if the checklist checks out, then they have been good parents, and I'm a child deserving of good parents. But if they don't check that list that society tells us parents should check as well, then they're not good enough parents, and that means that I am unworthy of having good parents. And I walk around with that story feeling incomplete because my parents were not good enough for me, and I was not good enough to have good parents. Heck, I was probably not good enough for God because he didn't give me good parents. And the story goes on. And we end up with the mindset of waiting for the validation of something or someone outside of us to complete us. A mindset where we are never enough as we are. We attach ourselves to stories and narratives in order to feel complete, when in reality, using this approach, we will never feel complete. If we're looking for something outside of us to complete us. We will never feel complete and no one is ever going to be enough for us. You know why? Because we believe we are never enough. And if we think that we're never enough, then nothing outside of us will ever fulfill us. Nothing will ever be enough. You could be saturated with friendships. You could jump from one relationship to the other. Be preoccupied with stories in your head. You could be with the important job at work or with people hovering around you wanting to be in your presence and it will never be enough because you feel you're not enough. That's the trauma story and the world around us is always a reflection of how we truly think and feel about ourselves. The stagnant emotions we don't allow ourselves to process the belief that we're not good enough no matter what we do, the unworthiness complex that tells us we are shameful, guilty, and should be regretful. Basically, the trauma story. We all know it too well by now. When we function out of our trauma story, we will never be enough, hence nothing is ever enough for us. Enter gluttony. We're going to binge on whatever it is, be it emotional addictions or people series, and material possessions to try to complete ourselves and fill that void. And we loop, dancing around that void. See, the void is within you, and to seal it is to open and expand your heart. When you open your heart, you overflow, and when you overflow, you are abundant with love.
there'd be no space for gluttony, for lack, for binging, for needing something or someone outside of you to complete you, for materialism because you're overflowing with love knowing you are whole. You are complete. I was pondering something the other day and I realized that most of us are always preoccupied with someone or something in our heads. It could be a friendship, a relationship, a situationship, better parents, a job, but we're always preoccupied with something outside of us to bring about our own value. Always attached to a story, a narrative, to someone, especially when you start applying the possessive label on them like my mom, my dad, my best friend, my person, my partner, my ex, my ex-boss. You know the second you put that possessive label on someone, you identify them with it. And it comes with a list of expectations and a myriad of stories in your head of what you have experienced in the past and what you're expecting to experience with this person in the present or in the future because of that list you have in your head. The person in the present is never enough because chances are they're not going to check that list. You're seeing them for your possession and not who they truly are. What if you just saw that person as a person in front of you and your interaction is reflecting to you exactly what's within you without attachment, showing you where you feel incomplete and waiting for them to complete you. When you need them to complete your story, when you feel you need their approval, their validation of your story, their compliance, then realize that on some level you have abandoned yourself and you're stuck within a story waiting for someone or something to fulfill it to fill the void so that you would feel complete. You need that person to complete your story with whatever role you have them play in your narrative, in your story. My mom, my dad, my boss, my best friend. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that you're looking for that person to validate your perception of them. Perception you designed somehow to make you feel complete and fulfilled. And if they don't validate it, then you tell yourself you're not good enough for them and they're not enough for you. And ego steps in. Pride. That is the manifestation of gluttony within relational dynamics we have with people. Detach. Let go of possession, of ownership of people, of the need for validation, of stories and narratives and expectations, of he said, she said, he did, they should have, they could. When you let go of these stories, you find yourself. We are living false lives, chasing after some kind of satisfaction that is always beyond our reach in some future because the now is never enough. Together, we've put up these impossible standards of what it means to be worthy in the eyes of society, to be safe in a dangerous world we create and perceive, trying to belong and be safe within the flock. 
along with the majority. Look at the trash problem in the world today. Look at the recycling problem. And I say it's a problem because even though it's very heavily advertised, I assure you we're not recycling as much as we say we are, and we're not doing a fraction of what we should be doing. We have super weak waste management policies in place and almost negligible waste prevention methods on a planetary scale. We're not creating from materials that can be repurposed. The material we use takes Earth decades, if not hundreds of years, to disintegrate. Nowadays, we make shoes out of plastic bottles. Okay, great. What happens to the shoe when I can't wear it anymore? It's still the same plastic. But now it's an economy. You know what sounds like a better solution? Let's not use plastic anymore. Or any other material that harms the environment, like fossil fuels. Yes, it will require so many policies and we have to roll out new structures. Well, let's do it. We're in here talking about how hard it's going to be to do so, but doing nothing is harder on the planet and harder to fix. When we collectively get to a place where nothing outside of us is ever enough for us, we're going to have one thing left to do after we've ravaged the planet. We're going to escape. We're very good at escaping our responsibilities, and we're doing it right now by escaping into a virtual world. The world of augmented reality. A false, elusive reality because the real world is not good enough for us anymore. You could be sitting in a room and the world around you is rotting. But as long as you're in this imaginary earth, behind goggles, accessible to you on your own couch, it's all good. Living like that in your head is like giving your overthinking mind an eye to see. And giving your false identity a boost through an even falser identity. The biggest illusion of our time. We completely bought into social distancing as the new normal. Life in an alternate universe. What about the one we're supposed to be living in? Nah, it's too much to handle right now. Let's escape. Create an even more elusive life with fake avatars, wearing designer clothes, buying land, throwing a party for your fellow avatars, or even going to a flashy party that you couldn't make it to in real life. Now you can do it from the comfort of your couch, in your PJs, but at the party, your avatar is decked to the nines. False life in a synthetic universe while being mentally and emotionally checked out of the planet, of your real life, your God-given life. Then there's the physical escape, it seems. The space race is giving us false hope that maybe, maybe we can all be magically transported to another planet when this one is done for. The number of countries involved in the space race today, like, what's going on? Why are we checking out of the planet? Why are we checking out in the name of science and evolution? We've done enough damage to this place and now we have this brilliant idea of going with this current mentality we have to ravage somewhere else. Because we can. We are showing no respect or compassion towards our entrusted home. We barely even look up at the sky anymore, yet we want to colonize it. We're too busy looking down into the screens on our phones and looking for the next step, the next move, 
We're not even here. We've checked out because it's never enough. There's nothing around us that's ever satisfying us anymore. Not even a future here. We are wasting time, wasting energy, wasting space, wasting relationships, ideas, opportunities, because we're too busy putting our energy into maintaining false lives. Many of us get to a certain age or point in time and we're like, what have I done with my life? Being fully focused on what the world tells you to be, conditioned you to be since you were in school. You get to a point in your life and you're like, what was all this for? What if the majority that we're flocking with is heading in the wrong direction? What happens then? When do we get up and say, enough is enough? What role does each and every one of us play? As usual, it begins with you. When you stand up and tell yourself, enough is enough. When you ask yourself this question, how are you contributing to the planet on a day-to-day -day basis? What are you wasting? The ultimate waste is that of human potential. And I don't mean human as a resource, the way we are regarded right now, as a commodity, but as humanity embodying divinity, our true purpose. Wastage of that role that you're here to play, to be the divine delegate on this planet. The waste of your primal desire to be who you truly are, the waste of your own purpose of existence. And we're all talking about time to wake the people up. We are here to awaken others. Okay, and then what? When we are all woke, what do we do? We all woke up and we're chilling in the beds of our own making. Now what? It's time to check back in to life. Time to bring back what satisfies your soul, to go back to your innate, inbuilt mechanism to love yourself and others, to realize there is no other. Everyone is a reflection of you, just like there is no other planet. Time to realize your dreams and innocently jump around as you enjoy life. This might all sound like a fairy tale, but it's not. We're caught up in a rat race. And everybody thinks what we're doing is life, but it's not. It's a rat race, false life. And the thing is, a lot of us are very aware of that. We talk about eliminating overworking culture, about evolution and ascension, moving from the cities and into the vastness of Mother Earth. And we're all therapists and coaches, but we don't check ourselves. We're still in the rat race. We still keep telling ourselves that I will get out as soon as I fill in the blanks. It's always something in the future. That's where enough is. That's when it will all be enough. Never now. You watch an ad about recycling and you think I should do better, but you don't. You're standing in the shower, enjoying the running hot or cold water. Whatever your gig is, the water is running, wasting. 
You binge watch series after series and you know it's never enough. No series will ever make you go, I'm not watching anything else. I'm satisfied now. Because we're still escaping our own dimension and losing ourselves in another one through a series, movie, social media, augmented reality, another rendition of life rather than stepping into the responsibility of living our own. We each have a dossier of coping mechanisms and instant gratification tools that we use. We have the list on shuffle and we're all hibernating within this matrix thinking we are living when in reality all we do is survive one day to the next. What if we wake up to see that the matrix can't run if we're not running it? This waste cannot happen if we're not consuming it. Our demand controls the supply. I agree that advertising will control and influence what you think you demand. That's why you need to wake up and understand what is it that you really want in life. What values do you live by? What values do you want to live by? The world can be transformed, but we need to be conscious of our contribution. When you go shopping, bring your own bag for the groceries. Turn the faucet off when you're brushing your teeth. Use full loads only in your washing machine. Take 10 minute showers. Cook your own food. Manage yourself week to week. Better yet, get out of the city. <laughs> Reconnect back with Mother Earth and spend more time in nature. The more time you spend in nature, the more you realize you are a part of it. It's not just your environment. You and the environment are one. Animals know that. We all know how the story goes. If you see a flower or a tree that is not faring well, you don't blame the tree. You don't blame the environment either. You fix it. You help transform the environment or move the tree somewhere else to another environment that's better for its growth. Same goes for you as a human. To eliminate gluttony is to change our very conditioned human nature that says nothing is ever enough. And it doesn't start with one person, but with each and every one of us doing it within our lives. And as you go through that inventory of your life, I want you to look at waste. What are you wasting? The material bits, yeah, but what else are you wasting? Are you wasting time? Are you wasting your life? Are you wasting time with loved ones, with yourself, in your head, following stories and narratives you identify with? What would you let go of? What and who can you detach from today that you're so attached to? Answering these questions will show you where you are wasting a lot of your energy and time. Whatever you're chasing after obviously isn't satisfying you. Know when it's time to leave. We've been too busy trying to belong, trying to be accepted by the majority, trying to fit in, trying to be good children, good descendants, 
spending so much time trying to please one another, we forget that the legacy we leave behind is becoming the ancestors of the future. We think selfishly of the future. It's not a name. It's not your lineage. It's what have you left for future generations. Look around you. Where is your energy leaking? Where is it not being spent into loving this planet, loving this home? Close these doors that siphon you, where nothing is ever enough. Open new ones where your satisfaction comes from within you and not from anyone or anything else, not from an agenda, not from a story. Examine yourself. Heal your trauma that has you dependent on the sins to fill your void. Begin the cleanup of your life. Work with your surroundings, with your family, with your friends, with your immediate contacts and immediate environment. And if you can't change your environment, then change your environment. Go somewhere else. Earth is gigantic. Connect to your primal desire to exact yourself, to self-actualize. It's time to ask the question, am I ever enough? And the answer to that question is yes. Yes, you are more than enough. You are plenty. The breath you take, the fuel you run on is the breath of God. And that is the only proof you will ever need to know that you are always, always enough. The true meaning of contentment is not a lack of ambition. You can be content and still strive and thrive. True contentment is the embodiment of the moment without a virgin to it. It's being centered and not swayed by the masses and popular opinion and popular action in order to belong and be accepted. It's accepting yourself and the current moment you are in without the need for external completion. Contentment is placing expectations in the right place, your expectation of yourself and of others, without the possessive narratives. It's knowing that your value and worth is only in your hands and only you can actualize those. It's being connected to your purpose. Contentment is knowing you are complete and you project that state of wholeness to the world. It's like a well flowing with water, abundant and generous, complete within itself. Just like earth is just like you are. Everything has been sold to us so flashy, we forget how to marvel at the simple and ordinary. If everyone was content with who they are, the world will flourish. Our needs will diminish. And our primal desire to create and serve will get our focus. Our internal compass will awaken and strengthen and guide us instead of being swayed by the majority's ideals. I can't tell you what the world will look like, but it will definitely be a better place, because we'll be contributing to that by being better versions of ourselves. We'll take care of our home, ourselves, and one another, 
because we're not in a competitive rat race against anyone or anything. Come back to your heart, to the here and now moment. In this moment, you are enough. And everything and everyone you have in your life in this moment is enough. Embody that contentment. The footnotes of this episode will be on the website as usual and our community sessions on Wednesdays are transforming lives. Hop on the journey with us. And remember, appreciate the here and now. Be content with all that you are and all that the moment holds. Everything comes to an end, my friend, and that's the beauty of it. Appreciating what's between the beginning and the end. The value is always found in the here and now. That's the point where you are more than enough. Centered in the heart, content and abundant.